Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean Hey man, you're telling me about obscurity Telling me about obscurity Obscurity Uh, your first, your first CD you ever bought. Oh, this isn't the fir- okay. I know what you're talking about, and it's not the first CD that I ever bought. I thought that's what I you will- said. No, no, it was the first CD that I ever got. My dude, like I'm like 12 years younger than you, man. Like I, know, I couldn't, fair enough. I couldn't, I couldn't buy CDs when that shit came out. I was like one. <laughs> what? The- <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, but- I'm kidding. No, so this was like '96. It was like Christmas or my birthday or something. I don't know. Maybe it was 97, 98. I don't exactly know the year. I could probably look it up due to like knowing when the CD came out. But I was, I had a Walkman for like most of my childhood. And I had like the Aerosmith like one with like don't want to miss a thing. And I had like Bad Out of Hell meatloaf. That was pretty fucking killer. And I had Hanson Middle of Nowhere. Which I which I swore was my sister's, but it was mine, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but for when the when the uh, what did they call it a discman? When the discman came out, I the first CD that I got, I got a discman for like either Christmas or for my or for my birthday. And I'm always jealous of people that can remember these details so like exact that they know the exact date. I don't fucking know. It was one of those holidays. But uh, the first CD that I got, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Lou Bega's A Little Bit of Mambo. <laughs> like the whole the whole record or the single? No, no. Uh, no. Okay, so I did look it up because I wanted to see where I came from. But it was the single CD for Mambo yeah. number five. <laughs> so it was like that track and like maybe a B-side, right? It was okay. The B side was like a reprise or like a, um, a remix of Mambo a remix. Number Five. Yes, <laughs> of course, <laughs> dude. It was so bad, Did and like I didn't tell anybody Walmart? that. No, I got it was in. It was wrapped in fucking gift paper, dude. That's oh, how somebody much people gave it to me. you. You didn't pick it out. No. Oh, I oh, thought. Come you, on, man. I thought you went and picked out like the Lou Bega. You were such a big fan of. Hell no. I would have went for like Natalie and Brugway is torn. <laughs> That's the only one I can think of above that, but <laughs> I remember I had I had the single to Faith Hills Breathe for whatever reason. I think <laughs> I think a junior high girlfriend it was a thing. Faith Hill, that was like the same time as like Celine Dion, right? Around that time, yeah. Yeah. Shit, that was a weird time in our life. I like I can only imagine. Did you uh did you go to a lot of like your elementary school dances? Well, you had a weird element. Did you, you went to Catholic school, right? Oh man, I'm so ecstatic that you brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sort of relates no, no. to the episode, anyways. Oh wow, that's actually a really good call. I didn't even think of that. So I'm not just so. being a weirdo, but yeah, right. <laughs> so I went to like a normie school from like. Uh, 
I went to Catholic school for preschool, which is weird. Went okay. to St. Agnes for that. And then from uh, Kittredge, oh, I'm sorry, from kindergarten to second grade, I went to Kittredge, which was normal. And then from third to eighth grade, went to a Catholic school. And then from ninth to twelfth grade, went to a, a normal school. Okay. So, like, I fucking ping-ponged all over the place. But I got to tell you, like, for as much as, like, as trouble, I wouldn't say troubled, but as much of a trouble starter as I was... Maybe I just needed attention. Who knows? <laughs> no one, no one will ever know, you know? <laughs> but, uh, like, being at a Catholic school, they didn't give a shit. Like, you just got away with bloody murder and your parents never found out. Really? Well, you got in trouble, but your parents never found out. By, like, the nuns and shit? Yeah. Dude, I, I think I'm the only student that ever had to stay an extra, like, two days after eighth grade graduation because I was in trouble. <laughs> Like, I graduated and I still went to school. Like, how weird is that? So, like... I was in trouble. Well, I mean, I had to do that, too, but that's because I was stupid and I had to go to summer school after my senior year to get my diploma. But... Oh, that's not what happened to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the principal, Sister Margaret, had this big old bald spot on the back of her head. Oh. Oh, she was a bitch. It don't matter. So, anyways, she was I know, walking... It's, <laughs> it's grossing me out. <laughs> dude she was awful and she was uh, just walking along like the uh the mess hall line or um the cafeteria uh like yeah. between the tables and stuff and uh-huh. i launched a piece of jello <laughs> just perfectly and landed that bad boy right on her bald spot oh my god dude Dude, I don't even remember like staying those extra days, but I remember like I remember being there. I don't remember what I did. Maybe like deep cleaning of the classroom or something, but it was fucking awful. Can you imagine me? Me having to stay after the only person ever to have to stay an extra day or two after like graduation. I totally can. Oh, well, that's didn't that. <laughs> Because it's always the ones that you least expect. You see? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair um so like i don't in catholic school did you have school dances was it an all-boys school or was it co-ed i am really like i completely forgot that you even brought that up uh so it was co-ed it was one of those like uh blue pants you know white polos so kind you did of have thing. like sort of a, a uniform Oh yeah, dude! White, okay. uh, whitish blue polos, blue pants, uh, navy pants. Uh, the girls wore like the the white shirts and like the um, the Skirts, the, of the, the navy dresses with like the almost the plaid sure uh, uh, print on it. And um, we didn't have our own dances, but I mean there was um, like local school dances. So, like, there was dances that you could go to that had, like, both St. Agnes and Nessicus, which was, you know, the other normal, air quotes normal, uh, middle school. Uh, and then from there, you know, you graduate up to, like, Wakona or you have, like, St. Joe. But, like, once you hit high school, I'm from a really small area. Mm-hmm. And so, like, so, for instance, my class at St. Agnes was 28 kids. <laughs> Damn, okay. Like your graduating yeah. class? Yeah, so that that's like my middle school. And when I was at Wakona, I think our graduating class was like 140. 
like there wasn't a lot of us like i i'm not from a big area so like even just going to like a wakona dance or semi-formal or something like that wasn't huge it was just like held in the cafeteria of the high school or something like that you know it, it wasn't crazy but i do remember those middle school dances were fun you know you had bad touch playing you had what's my age again oh you yeah know? yeah Fuck. dude all those good songs, and for some you know. reason, Stairway to Heaven was always the slow dance at the end of the night. <laughs> Stairway was what they played? That's Man, what I had, Stairway to Heaven. I grew up in the era, so again, I'm older, so mine was uh, 90s R&B was what got played at the dances a lot. So like, okay. All for One, Boys to Men. We had that too. Yeah, that okay, too. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's that fucking All for One song? Uh <laughs> I can't remember it, but I know exactly what you're talking about because my sister yeah. li- oh, listened a- to it nonstop. I swear. By the, by the moon, moon and yeah, the was- stars in the sky. I'll be there. And I'll be there. Yeah, that one, man. That song was <laughs> the jam. That's what you slow danced and you touched that, that girl's shoulders one. too. Is, is that You know what I'm talking about? Like the slow yeah. dance for like. She yep. has her, or she puts your, her hands on your shoulders, and it's like a fucking robot, like, swaying. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, Those dude. Those were the ones. Ah, <laughs> memories, man. Memories. Man, I, I didn't think I was going to get these flashbacks to being such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all life is, man. It's just dude, a series I- of events remembering when you were a loser. Like, oh, shit. I remember like going to those dances and just like being such not a ladies man that I'd walk around just thinking that I was just like so cool and just like ignoring everybody and like right? going going from like group to group and just being like pretending to talk to everybody and be like yeah I belong here <laughs> and then like all, yeah you get like one good dance and you're like fuck yeah that was a success <laughs> you're trying to be all cool and mysterious but everybody just thinks you're a weirdo because you stand <laughs> off by yourself and you just look at everybody. It didn't help that I wore a trench coat to the dance. Oh, man. Did you really? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was like, dude, that's some My mom would have beat the shit out of me. <laughs> trench coat to the dance. <laughs> I'm pretty sure to the form? winter school dances, man, I wore my Orlando Magic starter jacket because I was that fresh. No shit. One of those, oh, yeah. um, like, soak-feeling ones? Yeah, they were like... Uh, uh polyester or some not polyester but some fabric everything in the the 90s polyester yeah Yeah, it was (laughs) the 90s were a good time man oh you know what do you uh, i had this fucking remote control car that i would take to school but they called it i think it was called ricochet the one that could flip over yeah dude dude it hits the wall and flips over and keeps Uh, going it was so fast you could ramp it so far Dude, you saw that shit on those Nickelodeon game shows, and you're like, yep. I want that shit. I wanted but that I never for got Christmas. That. I got it, dude. It was so killer. Dude, I'm so fucking jealous. My friend got one that was like, it was 10 cars that were like, it was like a fucking like millipede. That okay. They were all, it was like each car. They crushed had, down, right? They didn't crush down. No, it was like a, a centipede. You know how it's like segmented body? Like Yeah, yeah. There was like one segment that was just two wheels and then it was like loosely connected to the other one. So they would like, it was weird. It was like a fucking little dragon thing. What the fuck wait, was it, that? Wait, it was a re- remote control car or like yeah. something that you just landed on? 
No, it was a remote control car too. Oh, because I'm thinking of. Do you remember like uh, when that was coming out and you had all of those like uh, the grave digger like monster trucks and shit? But it came with like these cars that just could, like kind of crunched down a little bit. You remember that shit? Yes, I, I actually do. And then you could like rebuild them, right? And then yeah. crush them again. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought you were talking about. I didn't think no. you were talking about another like uh, remote control car. I can't find it right now, but I will find it. It was kind of cool, um, but it was Dude. huge and it didn't do much. But man, the ricochet. I swear there's so many toys from the 90s that were just so fucking cool that like I never got, but like I always wanted. Dude, and I like and I can't imagine like toys like that being around right now because like everything I picture is just like Disney like figurines and shit like that. And any toy that I see is marketed towards people at our age anyways. But like, do you remember being a kid and just like seeing the Captain Planet doll or like seeing like any of the uh, the Power Rangers Megazords? So not really. Or like, Voltron my- or. My toy experience was usually limited to, like, my local town Walmart, and it was, like, the rare treat when, like, I got to go to Toys R Us maybe as a kid, like, twice in my entire life. I didn't even have one of those. Right? I didn't either. It was in, like, the big city. It was up in Indianapolis, so. Uh, I remember, like, that was a weird time when everything was super focused at kids, because you only had, like, three channels that kids would watch. It was, like... Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, and uh, Cartoon no- Network, maybe, but that probably, came yeah. later, I think. There's probably like Channel Four, the WB. Remember that shit? Yes, you- WB Kids. Yeah, yes. WB Kids, man. Yes, Fucking- you're right. Ah, god damn it! I love those so commercials. You're talking about uh, Toys R Us. We ha- do you uh, you remember KB Toys? There was a KB Toys in the mall and. In- Bloomington, I remember, but I didn't so, get to go to that much either. So that was my big toy store, like around here, and that was in the mall. But like, if you took like your average Toys R Us and then divided it di- divided it by like fourteen, like that was the size of a KB Toys. It was tiny, but like, what's kind of cool is for people that don't know where I live. Like, I live like across the street from where the headquarters to KB Toys used to be, which is absolutely insane. Um, really cool. So, don't know why I brought that up, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, fucking a, man. Yeah, pretty pretty fucking nuts, dude. Oh man. So, did you go visit KB Toys on the regular? So it's kind of weird. It, okay, so, so I guess it's now. Oh my gosh, I had a thought earlier that I was gonna segue into, and you just fucking helped me. Dude, okay, so I never really went to the toy store. Kind of like you just said that uh, going to Toys R Us was uh, like a rare occasion. But so a thing for us, my siblings, there's a ton of our cousins and whatever. Um, Our grandmother was a huge gamer, which is kind of weird to say. So like my grandma got me into gaming. Like we would spend so... My brother, my sister, and I would spend, like, a weekend at her house, and then, like, the next weekend, another cousin, then the next week another cousin. So every sure. month, we got a weekend at Meme and Pepe's house. And <laughs> Meme and Pepe? Yeah, Meme and Pepe. I love that. Fuck yeah. Uh, 
And so we'd go there and Meme and Pepe, Meme had like a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis. And like we had a Nintendo because she got a Super Nintendo and gave us her Nintendo. And like the first 40 uh, um, whatever of Nintendo power. And it was really cool. And so like going to her house was always so awesome because me, I loved gaming and toys and stuff like that. What she would do was take us out to the mall and like we could all just pick out like one toy so we would either go to like to the game store when we were a little bit older but when we were a little bit younger we'd go to like kb toys and we would always get to like pick out a toy obviously of a certain amount and of course me as a kid i'm like oh man i want the ronin warrior you remember those things <laughs> Fuck yeah dude dude the ronin warriors with like nine thousand pieces uh those are always a little too expensive but <laughs> But going there, like, you could pick up, like, a little toy, like a Ninja Turtle, and those toys were all so cool because their heads popped out or went in and stuff like that. But um... <laughs> <laughs> I remember there were just, like, a hundred thousand different variants of the Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah. They had, like, all kinds of costumes in them. I remember – I should try to do this, actually. I'm pretty sure if you tried, you could recreate the village people with – Ninja Turtle costumes. You 100% can. Right? I'm sure there's there's got to yeah. be a Native American. There's got to be a construction worker. There's, there's 1,000% a, a construction worker because there's a one with a hard helmet. Or a hard helmet. Yeah. I, dude, I just, I'm going to... That's my goal. I'm going to recreate the village people with Ninja Turtle figurines. <laughs> dude, I fucking awesome. love this for you. Hell yeah. I'm writing this down. Dude, this right up there on the project. shelf, top shelf, there is a big-ass gap right there mm -hmm. behind you. I see oh, yeah. that. Oh, my God. While you're writing that down, I got a, a, a different question. It's a little bit, like, off-topic. Final Fantasy VII, the expansion. Did you get sure. it? Did you play it? I haven't gotten it yet. Uh, I will play it. I get it for free, I think, with the PS5. Or no, I get the visual upgrade, but I do have to get the DLC. Um, yeah. I have not. Have you played it? I have not. I only knew because, like, I get home from work and I'm just, like, done dealing with people in general. And so I get home and I sit down and either I'm sitting down inside or I go into my hammock and I just pull up YouTube on my phone and there's some channels that I subscribe to. And lately, over the last, like, three or four days, I've been seeing like walkthroughs or something of for that game and like i haven't clicked on anime yet because i want to i want to enjoy it i want to play it but i saw it and i'm like oh what if kyle's playing this but you know how it is in the podcasting world we can't talk about anything we get relating to anything outside <laughs> of you know live on air no we can't i, I just haven't i'm kidding yeah <laughs> i did, i didn't know it was even out to be honest with you so neither um, did i <laughs> I thought Surprise. it was like another month away. I did too, so it's Man, okay. I, th I thought it was out around the time of like Mario Golf, the new one. Oh shit, that's still coming out too. Next Holy month. <laughs> Is that next month? That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm so like, excited for that. Late. Yeah. Motherfucking Mario Golf, bro. Online, Switch, it's coming back, baby. It's going to be fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Fuck I don't yeah, even. Man. I don't even play my fucking Switch anywhere but in bed, so that's going to be great. I'm just going to be like... Mode. I'm gonna remember, get, be getting the strokes in in bed. Remember how much fucking <laughs> I caught what you said. Remember how much fucking Mario Kart we used to play? Yeah, dude. 
Yeah, until Ben came along and fucked us all up. Yeah, everybody <laughs> hates Ben. We know this. <laughs> ben is that, the worst. That smooth skating Ben. God damn it, son of a bitch. <laughs> It's out there sending uh, me videos today of him skateboarding during lunch break. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. He still got it, too. That's the worst part. If he fell, I wouldn't care. But the <laughs> fact that he still got it, you know, it's just like, God damn it, Ben. You son of a bitch. Oh, you just jumped on a board and did a tray flip. Awesome. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, oh, shoddy boy. Yeah. Uh, do you know uh, the TV show? And then there's mod. Um, no, but there is another one with mod in the name. Yeah, it's got B. Arthur in it. That's the one that I know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, what's the, the one you're talking time, about? That's the same one. I just can't. I thought I. There's a fucking Family Guy bit where they do <laughs> the longest version of the theme song. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, The Simpsons did it first. So did they? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> There's one night they go, Amelia Earhart flew a lot of airplanes, except for that one time when she didn't come back. That <laughs> gets stuck in my head, and that's all I thought about watching this movie because it's got the word mod in it. <laughs> and then I like, there's mod. I like that this is literally this movie, this fucked up movie, had you thinking about that the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amelia Earhart flew a lot of airplanes, except for that one time which did come back. <laughs> Not gonna lie, Bovan Bear Matt thinks that's too soon. Is that too the soon? Amelia Earhart dig? I don't know. Okay, real question. Real question for you. Sorry, everybody. If I sound kind of ridiculous, I'm really tired, so I'm tripping over my words. But, anyways, for you, question for you. How soon is too soon for a joke? I don't know, man. I think it really depends on the audience and the severity of the action. What's the outermost limits? I don't know, man. I still don't... (laughs) 30 years? 40 years? (laughs) Things evolve, too. What could be funny is not funny later on, you know? Can you still make fun of AIDS to a degree, I guess? But they always it's, say, like... It's not as funny. Right? Like, it was kind of like through a thing in, like, the mid-2000s. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. Now it's like, eh, why, why are you making fun of AIDS, man? It's it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Comedy's, okay. comedy's the... Uh, that's the worst cop-out answer I could have given, too, but... It really gotta... is. Like, th- like, this is the question that I kind of equate to, like, how soon is too soon for spoilers? <laughs> oh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. I feel like five years is a pretty good spoiler cutoff. Okay. Okay. What if something that what if it's something that's highly anticipated? And it's just like it was super blown it was super blown up, and a year later someone's giving you shit because they still hadn't seen it. Eh. Again, I still think you're within the region of you don't get spoilers told to you. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Especially if you are giving intent to experience. Mm. But you could also always not give a shit. Sometimes I'm like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Tell the spoiler, you know? Okay, that's Like fair. with most things in life, Sean, it's always better with consent. Hey, 
Can I spoil this for you? <laughs> no, I would rather you not, kind sir. Oh, I shall man. not spoil it then. Good day. You Ta-ta. are way See? more courteous than me, man. <laughs> That's how society functions, goddammit. I live by like a strict like five week <laughs> cut off. <laughs> oh, I don't want to ruin things for people, but I get I get anticipation too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I used also to have to sounds yell at like my buddy Kevin all the time for spoiling things. There's one thousand percent gonna be a motorcycle going by, so I'm gonna cut it back to you and cut my mic. All right, man. Um, so like. Let's take it back to the Catholic school shit for a little bit, because you went to a Catholic school, but I want to know, did you go to anything resembling like a church camp as a kid, like over the summer? Um, oh, God, no, dude. Do you no? think I had money? Come on. Well, I don't know. We I went to <laughs> okay. church camp, and I was a single parent, poor income, too. She maybe okay. just wasn't that expensive. So I, I just... Uh, I say that in jest. I have a friend at work who um, who always acts like he's like <laughs> like he grew up with no money, but he oh. like literally he literally just bought a house a couple of years ago, cash with like an inheritance. God and I'm damn. like, and I'm like, dude, you've always had a silver spoon. He just doesn't realize it, right? Sure. And so Most like, of them he, don't. Okay. and he was talking about like going to summer camp. And I'm like, you motherfucker, are you serious? We didn't have summer camp. I had like. Going outside and beating the shit out of my brother with a golf club. Like, that was my <laughs> summer. <scene. laughs> you know what I mean? See, and, uh, and like, we would go to, like, the sand dunes in the middle of the town and just, like, do front flips, like, and bust our backs out, you know? But um, I did grow up in an area where I was surrounded by summer camps, but we are, like, where I live is really expensive to live. Like, yeah. we, are, we, we are in, like, the top three places in the country that people move to during the the pandemic you know it this is a very kind of i don't know kind of prestigious and cool area to to be in and it really does drive up the price so people do send their kids to like summer camps around here but it's literally like for a kid to go to summer camp around here is like 30 grand a summer god damn yeah, yeah like, okay like like it's like expensive so- it's also I'm I'm, I'm sure assuming, you can get it for cheaper if you sure. go to like one of the shitty ones, but like But this is also what you're describing is probably like that type of summer camp is like that's the whole summer, right? Yeah, that's like heavyweights. You see sure, heavyweights? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the kind that I'm talking about, like we had church camp where it was just like a week long. You went mm-hmm. for like a week and you stayed in the cabin and it was always church themed and bible themed and it was awful but sometimes you get to go fishing or canoeing and that was cool but then there was always always more church and more bible and you can't go anywhere because you're in a camp out in the middle of the fucking woods so you got to go to the fucking camp man Dude, you got to go to the uh. i'm i'm actually kind of jealous because one of the big things that uh i did like, I didn't really have a, a very good childhood in terms of being uh, social with other kids. I 
it, it was really a struggle for me later in life trying to make friends and stuff because I didn't really have a good groundwork on how to communicate with other people and stuff like that. So I, I am kind of jealous that you got to do something like that. I'm not jealous of all the fucking Jesus stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> like one of my, like going to Catholic school, we did go to like the church and do all that stuff, but I never went to Sunday school or anything yeah. like that. I, I guess that could be like summer camp, like one day a week, but I, I didn't do that shit. <laughs> so I guess Catholics, you guys didn't have like Bible school either, which was no. also for like a week in the summer. Really? No, so, no, because we lived it every day. We literally went into, we had like, uh, I guess it's you know, nuns of teachers. And huh. like, yeah. I mean, you literally had a class every day that was dedicated to like Bible, Bible studies. And, you know, uh, that led to like going to church and doing, um, you know, reading Psalms and, you know, like our whole graduation thing was in the church. We, we did. How fucked up is this? We did leaving on a jet plane as our graduation song in the church. Yeah. In the church. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like looking back, like as a kid, it was like, Oh, this is cool. This is like, I know this song, you know, John Denver, let's go. Yeah, that's John Denver. Right? I'm yeah. yeah I'm surprised that, let's let, go with it. Let's go with it. I'm surprised <laughs> they let John Denver be played in the church. He wrote the song Rocky mountain high, you know, Oh yeah, it was oh, about. We did that in third grade. Rocky Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Your teacher was fucking awesome. She's like, yeah, kids. She's taking uh, bong rips, and you don't. You're a third she's, grader, so you don't know what a fucking bong is. She's just you look over the, every two seconds. She's drinking the blood of Christ. <laughs> sure, yeah. She's taking a rip. She says it's for her asthma. It's an inhaler. And you're like, yeah, of course, because I'm in third grade. That makes sense. Here's all right. Catholic school. Did you guys have the fucking book fair during school? Uh, the Scholastic Fair? Yeah. Like where they would like yeah, bring dude. in books and you could take money and you'd get like books. and. OK, so. It... God, why is that person so loud? Uh, yeah. So like we had the Scholastic Fair. It was it was like a, this weird mixture of. Okay, so I'm going to take that and kind of ask you another question. Did you have kind of the same thing for holidays where you could go there and they had a mixture of like the Scholastic Fair, but also these weird ass little trinkets that you could get for your family that was like $5 that was like a, a bird that did this or something like that? I think that around Christmas time, they would have yeah. like a little kids like shop that they would okay be like you could bring 20 bucks from home of your parents yeah. own money to buy your parents a gift at this thing but yeah so we always had that but uh like for those holidays but uh it was always mixed in with like the scholastic book fair kind of thing so you could huh. go and buy a book and sometimes for like holidays they would also have those toys out there now we had it so you could go there and kind of pick up the books and read them or we had the ones where you had like a piece of paper where you could put like a little check mark on it of like which book you wanted that wasn't really the book fair but that was like the book ordering thing you could do like once a month you remember that i do actually kind of remember that yeah it was like a couple of pages and it was just like book 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 each with yeah. like a checkbox next to it and you could like pick which ones and then on the back it had a list of all the books and you wrote down which ones you were buying and your parents had to give you a check that shit was crazy. for that amount yeah yeah and scholastic yeah. book fair cooked so much ass i remember i got a book about the x-men and i still have that book that's fucking cool right 
One of my uh, proudest moments as a kid, and this is going to sound like not impressive to literally anybody listening because we're all like in our fucking 30s or 40s. But uh, when I was in second grade, I was in a fifth grade reading class because of Goosebumps. Damn, because you like read yourself up to that level? Yeah. Like in second grade, I had to go to the special room for my for my uh for my reading in english class what they, had like, smarty pants? they had like six of us in there damn <laughs> okay it's kind of fucking silly <laughs> uh what about like good thing i was fast because i would have gotten the shit beat out of me <laughs> <laughs> did you have like school fair nights and shit too not really no i mean i remember being in elementary school where we had do you remember having those days where they would um they would set up kind of like a little fair like outside of your school where they had like uh, fuck i'm trying to think like we had one where we had like a hot air balloon and we had like games outside the school and it was just like it was all to get like you could play games for really shitty prizes, like a really yeah. shitty, like Archie comic book or something. I remember getting like, like these uh, airplanes out of styrofoam that they'd come on like a flat thing and you'd put the wings through and you could throw them. Yes, they'd have, like, it was plastic. one piece and you yeah. just put it through and yeah. then you'd yep. have like a plastic thing you'd put on the nose to like weigh it down. Yeah. I'd always loved winning those things. We'd have Talk- those too, though. That's what I'm saying. It's I like those school fair nights. Talking about that, did, did you ever – so like you had like those styrofoam airphone – wow, styrofoam airplanes. Uh-huh. Uh, did you ever get like one of those uh, paper airplane books where you had to rip out the pe- the page and it showed you how to fold like this mo- – the most intricate airplane ever that barely <laughs> flew? <laughs> no, I never did one where you ripped it out of the book. I did go through a couple books where, like, they were, like, step-by-step fold instructions. Yeah. But similar thing always happened. They were so complex. My dumb little elementary kid brain <laughs> couldn't do it right. And I was like, this sucks. And i just make the dart arrow and throw it, you know. <laughs> did you end up fi- – you finish, like, folding it up. You pick it up. You're like, oh, this is awesome. But it yeah. looks like fucking sloth from the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like total garbage, and it it also flies like it. Surprise, surprise. Um, Holy shit, man. Yeah, Catholic school, that was a good place to be. Well, buddy, speaking about Catholics, uh, and then there's Maude. And then there's Maude. Right? B. Arthur. Arthur. Man, how about if B. Arthur was in this movie? What if she was actually Bay Arthur, and that's like what all the bays were named after? (laughs) She was pretty thick. She, she was that, thick. She had that but, big grandma booty, you know? She was, like, thick and, like, Uncle John status. <laughs> <laughs> Man, imagine B. Arthur, like, with her mouth opening just slightly farther than it should as she has, like, one of those god orgasms. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why would you do that to all it's of even, us? Because it would be even more terrifying than what this movie already was. Oh my god. Dude, this this movie was uh not what I expected. Yeah, had you ever even heard of it before I just threw it out there? Say mod? Yeah. Dude, I feel like we'd I honestly pulled back the curtains. I feel like we've been talking about this movie for two fucking years. I probably have. Yeah. Like honestly, since pretty much right after Midsummer came out and we were like obsessively hitting each other up, talking about like all the behind the scenes shit and like the hidden stuff in that movie. I remember 
uh man it must have been like six months later that this was released and it had that trailer uh, that had her just stepping right onto the thumbtacks and the shoes uh, that i shared to you yeah and uh i was like fuck and then here we are like two years later man like i can't believe that it's taken this long this was supposed to come out last year i think it did come out i just don't think either of us watched it not locally it didn't come out in the united states is that right? Okay. Yeah. Until oh. like the beginning of this year. It released in March of 2020, either just in film festivals or internationally. Okay. But it released in the States, I think in January of this year. But I hadn't really seen it anywhere that you could stream it. And it was in like very select theaters. Yeah, what I could tell. I mean, obviously, everything was in select theaters this year. Nothing was open. No, (laughs) you know, for sure. So, like, this had a lot of hype behind it for me. Well, especially for both of us, because like people in our friend group, there's a few of us who are what we should call a two four fanatics. Pretty much, Uh, they're they're a distribution company that I am a huge fanboy of because pretty much everything they put out I seem to really love. It's sort of tailor-made. It's a bit pretentious, a little artsy-fartsy, but it's always really fucking cool. They give a lot of freedom to the projects that they take on, and it brings out some really cool stuff, and I think this is another example of that. Like, A24 knows what they're fucking getting into. It is a bit of a type, but fuck man it's a type that i am super into and i i think honestly everything they do is just so knock out of the park and i know that it's for me people who have a history of listening to me talk about like the lighthouse know that i don't especially like that movie but Mm -hmm. taking a step back like i can see how brilliant it can be and why people would like it and you know and i won't and I won't even knock that movie. Like, I think the only A24 movie I am not a huge fan of her is Hereditary. But and you and Ryan, neither of you like it. And I fucking love Hereditary. I think Hereditary is so awesome. I think the end of that movie is such a like sinister two cop out bullshit crap. Oh, I don't know. I thought uh, that but... <laughs> I did not see that coming. But sure. I did. But. But that, that's neither here nor there. They yeah. do what they do so goddamn well. And that is like – that is a whole list of all of these movies that they've done that like if I'm sitting here nitpicking one fucking movie out of all of these movies, you know they do what they do so well. So hearing this movie coming out, you've got to get excited about it. Well, and so not only with like something like Hereditary – and the fact that, like, you and Ryan, whatever, and some other people I know didn't like it, whereas I love it, but I don't really know other people that love it. Sure. Uh, art is subjective. Art impacts everyone differently depending on their lived experiences. And I think that's why I was bringing up religion with you earlier and you go into Catholic school, because I don't think a movie like St. Maud would have the same impact on somebody that didn't come up through some sort of religious upbringing as it would to those of us who did. So I don't know. Man, I had such a, I feel like I had such a unique um, perspective into this because so many people do know that I went to Catholic school, but not so many people know that I just think that it's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. And like, 
I don't know. Like, like religion and spirituality is so, like, I have such strong feelings for that. Sure. I think a lot of people do. And in in the way that it's just like, I am not super religious, but I'm very, very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a huge divide between the two and being brought up on, you know, religion and being taught, you know, this is for this and for that reason. I'm just like, as a young child, stuck, stu- stood back and I'm like, hmm. Don't know about them apples, you know? And if you if you believe that, like, listeners, that's that's fine. Like, if those are your beliefs, that's cool. Like, I don't – I'm not trying to talk down on that. That This is just my beliefs on this. But while watching this movie, there's so many things while watching this movie that just struck so home to me. Right. So home to me where I'm just like, yeah. Yep. Saw that coming. Um that's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into Mod a little bit. This movie is yeah. about uh, so it, it opens with uh, a chick like sort of, I guess, having a bit of a breakdown and she's covered in blood and there's a corpse on a table. She just gave CPR. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 fast cut to her in a uh, her dingy little apartment esque thing now. And uh She's going to take on a new client that we, we pick up. She's a nurse. There's Here's the thing that I love about good filmmaking. It tells us so much without having to explain anything. We There's know no she's exposition. a character. No, <laughs> but we are smart enough as an audience. We understand what's happening based on what's shown to us in good filmmaking. And man, St. Maude has a lot of touches in the good filmmaking department. But uh, Maude goes to work for a dying cancer patient what uh tell me about amanda shawnee boy so amanda is a dancer and a choreographer from united states who was rather popular she does have like a lot of posters around her uh mansion um she's dying of lymphoma and Mm -hmm. she's very she's very dry She's very dry. She she seems very hard to, especially for someone of like the religious persuasion to, you know, kind of get along with. Like I could imagine going to the bar and having a good time with Amanda, but I couldn't sure. imagine like going to her house and just kind of being like, let's talk about feelings kind of thing. <laughs> well, yeah, she's also she's dying. And yeah. so she's also having she's entertaining herself by sort of torturing mod not to that degree but she's she likes riling her up poking the bear so to say now i am curious do you think it's because she's dying or that's just her because i I only ask because of the amount of people that i know in a professional sure (laughs) like acting world that can just have fun doing that Yes. Like I could see it going either way. And it was fun to me not knowing whether that was her being miserable at the end of her life or her just seeing somebody who is vulnerable and God fearing and being like, I'm going to fuck with you. Yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of both. And here's another thing that I love about this movie is the unambiguous or the ambiguity of it. It is not. It is ambiguous. It leaves so much open for you yeah. to uh, interpret the way that you want. And it's that's much that's like, a, yeah. 
I was just going to say that's that's just a, one of the many facets in this movie that is like that. And then Amanda, how she interacts with Maude or but it, Katie, as we know her real name to be. Surprise. I didn't realize until like halfway through the movie that that was her name until she ran into like her friend out of nowhere. Well, the air quotes friend, like somebody yeah. who knew her from her past life, who knew her be- before like the. It's so weird that they they took the CPR incident and turned it into like she killed somebody, whereas it doesn't seem that way. Either either that or she like didn't know how to perform CPR and actually killed somebody with it. It was uh, so I don't know if you read that article I sent to you, but that was based I on like a real. Yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, <laughs> it, it's to. OK because well, I can still talk about it now because that was based on like a real life thing. Because one of the things that the director chick did for this movie was she obviously talked to a lot of nurses and end of life care nurses. And one of them was talking about how a, a patient that had just recently had open heart surgery. And when they do that, they like cut you open and they break your ribs. Yeah. And he had just come back from that and he started to flatline and she went in and started to perform CPR and And burst right through it. Yeah. And like burst through and like she said she like mashed his guts up and he died. And so like exactly what could have happened here. Mm hmm. And what you see in the beginning. Yeah. I think it's pretty similar to. So that's because she asked if she could put it in the movie and the the nurse lady said she didn't care. So it's sort of that's what I think is meant to have happened she like pushed through and yeah obviously she had a mental break because of it and everybody that can't see me like (laughs) i am literally just like in shock right now i can't believe i didn't realize that man the amount of fucked upness that that would give you Mm -hmm. has got to be absolutely insane like to the point where it is really weird to see um, kind of all you know for most of this movie is this St. Maud character until you get to the Katie character, air quotes, mm-hmm. where she's very promiscuous, needs attention, this, that, in the bar kind of thing. Things change. That whole thing unravels. It is really weird to see, you know, one character through most of the movie and then later in the movie see what she was like kind of probably before all of this Mm -hmm. you know um and to see what something like that could do to change somebody it's kind of fucking crazy It, it well it did make her fucking crazy because uh they also say that she wasn't religious until this point in this she found God after this, and yeah. she becomes Saint Maud, and she gets real hardcore into it, man. She takes uh, real big steps onto the self-flagation style of uh, penance, I guess you could say. Because, yeah, you're right. At one point, she does go uh, a little off the deep end after Amanda fires her, and she goes out drinking. And, mm-hmm. man, I like the part... Ah, oh, so weird when like the people it's at the table up. next to her are laughing and then she starts like trying to laugh and fit in with them. It was and so depressing. Right. It was right. Oh, it oh hit my so hard. God. Like I watched that and I got so uncomfortable. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, you are so. Ugh. And it's like, it's so weird to watch a movie and have it feel so real to mm-hmm. you for me to have a, this ver- visceral reaction to being like. You're trying too hard. And then you like have to take a step back and you're like, wow, they did that really good. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Because, man, that made me uncomfortable. She also gives the most awkward handy in, like, the bathroom or something. Uh, oh, my God. It was, like, seven seconds, and she's like, and I'm out. <laughs> like, wipes her hand <laughs> on her pants, and she's out of there. It's just like, what? And Humboy just goes and gets his friend. He's like, hey, we got to leave. <laughs> oh, my God. But then it, like, it turns, like, even more fucked up with, like, her getting those flashbacks and, like, calling off. And she ends up getting raped and... That shit was fucking Oh, she crazy. did get fucked. Yeah, that did yeah. happen. God damn, dude. This movie. Which I do appreciate that that is something that... Um, okay, th- this is such a weird aside, but like growing up with the movies that we had, you know, growing up, and have if if something like this happened in a movie back then, it would have been like, oh, you know, they just ended up fucking. Whereas like right now, I'm so glad that they can take something like this and be like, that's not cool. Like, that shouldn't have happened. And it just, it also shows, like, the scumminess of people preying on people that yeah. are already damaged. Yes. And... 100%. And more movie, like, I'm not saying more movies need this, but more movies need to highlight the fact that, like, sh- shit like that's not okay. And, well, and the fact that that did have such a huge fucking impact on her. And, that, and also the there. fact that, like, that is also, that is fucking rape. Because yeah. even though they were just having sex, yes, she yeah. said fucking no, and yeah. it it brings things to a public light, I guess, that it is supposed to make you uncomfortable because it maybe it makes you reevaluate how you've thought about it. It's it's a it's a brilliant a brilliant touch. It grounds it in a reality too. Whereas just a scene before this, she was seeing a tornado in her beer, you know? and so fucking crazy and you're sitting there and it doesn't matter what her state of mind is like it it is one of those things where it's just like she's suing that tornado they're having fun it's not fucking fun anymore Mm -hmm. done and it was just like one of those wow you don't see movies do uh, movies do this like that well and i really did appreciate that um well i didn't appreciate that that's kind of a fucked up way to put it but i appreciated what they did to you know make the filmmaking behind that segment yeah 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 yeah. uh fuck man so how about those godgasms the godgasms are we talking about the ones where like when she's praying with amanda and they're both like oh oh." well yeah and like there's like two or three times in the movie where like her mouth starts to open just past where like it should normally be allowed to. And then it like cuts away But those fucking sections. And it usually has like a vocal chorus that's like crescendoing up to uh, mm-hmm. those always that was nice. That plays out. off really well by the end of the mo- like the ending scene of the movie, because you know, <laughs> yeah, it really does seem while you're watching this movie that it's just something that's kind of happening, you know, in real time. But by the end of the movie and you kind of look back, you're like, what the fuck was reality? You well, so that that is like the whole ambiguity of the movie. Yeah. Is this real, Sean, or is this just the broken mind of a broken girl mm-hmm. trying exactly. to... Uh, cope with what has happened in her life like i don't know which way did you take it so i took it um you know it's really tough because through most of the movie it did seem like it you were following a coherent 
plot through the entire movie and actual events happening. Um, but you did see it through the eyes of, for me, you saw it through an impartial, you know, viewer. So you could kind of see how it was like, wow, she's being really fucking weird. The quote unquote unreliable narrator. Exactly. But by the end of the movie, that is completely skewed. By the time she sees God in the clouds, and then from that point forward, I'm not quite sure what was real because you do get to a point where she confronts Amanda and Amanda turns into a demon and throws her. And and then the end of the movie where you see something that is completely different than what's really happening. There is definitely a point in this movie where you do shift from something that is telling you kind of what's going on to giving you what the fuck's happening in her head. Yeah, I think uh, at a certain point she and does they do snap. Well. Yeah. Either she, like, and so that's sort of another good point that the director brought up was like, so set yourself like in 1390 in fucking Protestant England. And if somebody says that, like, oh, God, talk to me, well, like, people would probably revere that person or, like, they would. You know, but like you put that person in 2021 and they say, oh, God talks to me, dude, everybody's going to think that person is fucking insane. Yeah. And not not a single person is going to be like, oh, yeah, really? They're going to be like, you're fucking crazy. Yep. You're insane. And again, that plays off here in this movie because even the voice of God is just the actress that plays Maude speaking Welsh and pitched down. So in reality, she... It is Maude talking to herself, but she's hearing the voice of God. It still leaves up all this stuff to to play around with. Is mm-hmm. it real? Is it not real? It's fucking awesome. And going back to like when people talk about, you know, God speaking to them, is, is that not, could that not be pretty much the exact same thing that was going on there? You know? Yeah, it's right. It's like, but it's different times, different perspectives. And again, like 1390, England, nobody knows what the fuck schizophrenia is, yeah. but I'm sure it still exists and somebody's here and somebody talked to him and she has something going on here. Yeah. Uh, she, she She's leading this life of, you know, working with a, a famous choreographer, right? In this glamorous mansion, living in a dingy ass like like it's not even a studio like this is literally i'm pretty sure harry potter underneath the staircase (laughs) had a better living situation than she did it was definitely uh a crap hole for sure yeah that's that's putting it very nice i like when her friend comes over to visit and she comes in she's like oh this is (laughs) this is nice right you know her her friend's probably living in like a three-bedroom flat like fucking in a nice part of london (laughs) also i was really flipped out that like a majority of this movie takes place at a place called coney island which i thought was only an america thing it took me literally more than half of this movie to figure out that it was not in new york and what and and it confused me so fucking badly because i was convinced that it was new york but it was an alternate world where Where english people I was like, why are all these British people in fucking New York? What is but happening here? 
But okay. I was like, it's A24. I'm going to fucking go along with this dude. <laughs> Whatever. It's the alternate universe, dude. We got fucking the English over here. Whoa. Like, they didn't uh, even, like, reference England until, like, three quarters into the movie. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm dumb. Yeah, I'm, like, sitting there waiting for a hot dog. I'm glad. <laughs> we both, we're both on the same page, buddy. It's okay. So <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because I did right. not remember that. But, man, that fucked me up for so long. Because <laughs> they're, like, out on a boardwalk. And yeah. it just says, like, Coney Island in neon. And I'm like, well, that's, like, three hours from me. That's cool. Well, Sean, not not only is that going to fuck you up, let's talk about uh, the last scene in this movie. Oh, man. It, can we talk about, like, the scenes that lead up to this last sure, scene? Sure, of course. Yeah, where do you want to start at? Dude, I want to start at literally before her break, like, at her breakdown, when she gets and ends up getting fired. So, basically, Amanda is seeing this woman that she's paying, basically yep. a prostitute, uh, high-end prostitute. You know, you're not... You've got to assume that they're kind of in love or there's something going on. Amanda seems to be putting more into it than the girl. And the girl's just obviously using it for the money, which it's a job. Yeah. But I also did get a – for me, I got a hint that like there may be a little bit more like something more was keeping her back. But she was definitely taking the money. Yes, of course. So so anyways, of course – Maud's like, yo, that's not cool. Don't take advantage of her. She's dying, blah, blah, well, blah. Yeah. And so she gets called out at like Amanda's birthday party and, and she ends up Because the prostitute fired. totally rats Maud out yeah. to Amanda. And Maud, as, as a religious fucking nutcake, is trying to save Amanda's soul. So that's yeah. the whole point of this movie that mm-hmm. like we didn't even touch upon is that she gets so involved with uh god and religion and trying to find a purpose that she finds this person that is god not god fearing but she's she's fearing what the end means for her and all she wants to do is save her soul and Mm -hmm. save her being and that's kind of like that is her whole driving force through the rest of this movie which is kind of really fucked up because that she finds that to be her only goddamn purpose and so when she gets fired, that's when she goes off the deep end, goes goes to the bar, blah, blah, blah. But then after that happens, she like she realizes, I got to refocus, get back into God. And that's when she puts the tacks in her shoes. Oof. And that Oof. was one of, okay, the trailer made it seem way worse than it was. <laughs> I don't know, dude. When she's walking around the boardwalk smiling and every step she takes, you hear the squish. Ah, oh, fuck that, dude. I was watching that and just squeezing my hands like, oh, oh, oh. What's really fucked up is that the longer that you see her walking and the more scenes that you see her in and the more comfortable that you see her in those scenes, mm-hmm. because it does get more cr- progressively comfortable... I felt more progress- progressively comfortable, and I thought that was so messed up. I'm like, it was like six scenes later. I'm like, she still has those in her shoes, doesn't yeah. she? <laughs> and she doesn't hurt anymore. She's like running around, jumping. And so she gets to the point where, you know, she does reconnect with her friend, but she, her only purpose is saving Amanda's soul. Mm-hmm. So she ends up kind of throwing away all of her uh you know her clothing and all of that and just dons a robe and her like bed sheet, yeah <laughs> her bedsheet and turns basically into a saint 
you know, yep. air quote saint. Once she sees like the rolling clo- clouds in the sky and, you know, she sneaks in to see Amanda and blah, 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 blah. And then get it gets to the end. And Kyle, what happens here at the end? She's uh, she's well, first of all, she kills the shit out of Amanda. She oh, yeah. stabs the she fuck does. out of her with these scissors. And there's a great ending shot where she gets her in the neck and you hear Amanda do the gurgling. Oh, yeah. Mwah. I love I love a, a touch of the old ultra violence. I'm a school. <laughs> oh, that, so you so dig that, but not thumbtacks in the shoes. Got it. It, it was weird. <laughs> that's that where you draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I guess. Yeah, maybe I am a weirdo. But uh, so then she obviously knows that, like, she's going to get caught. And uh, she's going to make a noble sacrifice for her act. So she gets acetone again. Acetone has been like a recurring theme throughout the movie, too, because of its I'm assuming it's cleansing properties. And so she's going to perform the ultimate cleansing on herself. But she wants people to witness her. And she's also now hallucinating a sick set of fucking angel wings on her back. That That was fucking awesome. Right. That looked fucking sick. And there's, like, this cool-ass, like, heavenly tinkling as she has them. And uh, she's obviously completely snapped at this point. Yeah. And she goes to the beach, and she pours the acetone on herself. And all these people are, like, realizing, like, oh, shit, this chick's about to uh, do it. But instead of that... In her reality, everyone's like, like So she flips the fucking lighter, man, and goes up and... uh, yeah, everybody like drops to their knees and are witnessing her die. But then we get a one second cut of her like really on fire. Like it's her super blackened skin and she's screaming in agony. And uh, then the movie cuts and ends. So like. Yeah, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, right? you describing that, dude. I just got goosebumps, man. It's fucking brutal. It. Uh, I saw it. it I just took it as, like, the reality of what was really happening on the beach. But uh, some people did say that you could see that as that's her soul in hell because she committed murder and suicide, which are two two ultimates. Yeah. So uh, that could be really what's happening. Talking to a Catholic boy, dude. (laughs) (laughs) She's burning (laughs) in hell for all eternity. And again, it's the ambiguity of it all, which I love. And what I think makes this a fucking... Awesome ass film. I so. didn't even think about that, dude. That is another layer to this yeah. movie that I think that like it is really weird when you talk about a movie like this and you have your mind kind of set on how you think about it, and somebody mm-hmm. introduces another point to you that can make you look at the movie in a completely different light. And now, like, I kind of want to go back and look at it strictly in a um like purely Christian connotation of like the rules of Christianity and uh, like what you can and can't do and kind of see how the movie plays out. That would be fascinating. Or I could just find a Wikipedia or Reddit. <laughs> could read some shit on IMDb. Um, uh, I don't got that shit boy, pulled up. Baby boy, I don't have uh, I don't have a scoring system thought up. Have you thought of one for St. Maud? I could think of one. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me, uh, give me two seconds. Uh, you got something to vamp on? I could vamp about. Um, she did ruin a badass pair of chucks with those fucking thumbtacks that she shoved into the bottom of them. Cause 
Ain't nobody okay. gonna wear well, those did, covered in blood. Yo, you just did that like for me. Oh yeah, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure in my mind's eye, I I pictured twenty four thumbtacks in the in the sole of them shoes. You know what? I'll concur. I'll I'll give you twenty four. No argument. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Kyle on a scale of uh, one to twenty four thumbtacks in the okay. bottom of them bad them bad boy uh, chucks. What are hmm. you giving Saint Maud here? So with twenty four being a perfect score, scaling that to ten. I'm going to say St. Maud was a a pretty solid 20. Man, you getting into that nerdy Thursday logic here. <laughs> That's, oh, it's a mixed shit. mash of all the best parts, it. baby. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say 20. It's not a perfect movie, but it's damn near close. And a big, big, That's big, a big plus score. for me with this movie is that it's a tight, tight, tight one hour, 30 minutes. I could not believe that, dude. They could have gone super fucking weird and added a bunch of artsy-fartsy extra bullshit, but they don't. It's tightly paced. It moves along. It gives you everything you want. And man, it's really fucking good, you guys. Same odd is actually really good, especially if you're any what familiar with some type of religion. So, Dude, you are completely correct. I, Dude, I saw it, it was like an hour 27. And I was yeah. like... Wait, are you serious? It's only mm-hmm. an hour and a half. This is such a quick, good movie. I recommend it so hard. And for you at use at home, use that don't guys, want, use guys at home that don't want to pull out your calculator on your phone. That's an eighty-three. Kyle gave yeah. that shit an eighty-three. Okay, and I respect the shit out of that. Cool. Did you think it was going to be higher, being twenty I out thought, of twenty-four? Yeah, I, I wanted to go ninety, so maybe twenty-one. <laughs> It's a good movie. It's really good, man. Yeah, I think that's fair no matter what. It, it always say, you know, the whole uh, one bite, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sean? What do, what do you give in this movie? Dude, I'm going to give this uh, shit. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that 20 is 83. <laughs> I just sent that benchmark up. Um, yeah. I can't I can't go lower than that at all. Um this is one of my favorite A24 movies. Damn, all right. Uh, I'm going to give it 21. All right, I gotta, cool. I got to go a little bit higher. Okay. I got to go a little bit higher just because there are other A24 movies that I liked more. Sure. Uh, but also, this is based on my enjoyment at the time of watching the movie. And it was one of those. I watched it, and at the end, I was like, that was fucked up. Also, I enjoyed that. Damn right. (laughs) Well, fucking A, buddy. I really enjoyed uh, doing St. Maude. And with that, that's going to bring the end of the three movies that I have chosen. And uh, I know you've not picked out yours next, but... I got some lined up. uh, Sean's going to be picking out the next batch of movies that we listen to. And then we're also uh, wanting to open up some suggestions from you guys. And we're going to sort of put a bunch of suggestions in a hat... And then every once in a while, periodically, pull out a listener choice and just be like, well, fuck it. That's what we're doing. So I if you've got ask, any, Yeah. I only ask, guys, don't give us really bad movies to watch. Nobody wants to hear, pe- hear people talk about bad movies. Give us something that you enjoy. That something you would like decent. Us, yeah. Yeah. That you would like yeah. us to experience. So. If you genuinely like enjoy something, I want to watch that. But like, don't think of like the worst movie ever and be like, oh, I want these guys to watch it. Like, I don't want to watch that shit. Nobody wants to hear that. 
<laughs> like, no joke. <laughs> We're throwing that gauntlet down, people. But we do want to hear some things from you. So, you know, send us some things on our Facebook, on our Twitter. Uh, even if you're hanging out here with us in Twitch, give us something. And uh, again, we'll throw it in the hat. We'll make some stupid name for a segment out of that. And then, uh, you know, we'll pull the rabbit out of it. So it is up fantastic. there, man. Um, and you can find that at Facebook. If you go to Facebook, you can search Experience Grind. Uh, it's going to be the one with the gear. Follow that. Uh, hit up. Uh, give us likes on all of our episode posts, uh, all the memes that Kyle shares. I share some stuff on there s- sometimes as well. You can also find us over on Twitter. What is it? Uh, EXP Grind. EXP Grind Podcast. Cool. So follow that. Uh, Kyle's on that all the time. I'm uh, sharing and doing stuff off of mine at Sean and T. Uh, it doesn't matter, but really, honestly, just follow the one that's Experience Grind. That's going to help us out a lot. And if you really love us, really, really love us, <laughs> like you love God, yeah. give us an iTunes review. That fuck that would fucking rock. Like that really does go so long. And you hear this off of every goddamn podcast that you listen to, but it's one of those things like people are gonna like find us more if you guys do that shit. So And if you like us, help other people like us. Come on, yeah. guys. We're not over here being like, give to our Patreon, which you also can. But we're not saying give to our Patreon. Just follow us on, you know, Facebook and all this stuff and give us a fucking review and <clears throat> Patreon. But anyway. But if you would like to follow us on Patreon, we are there too. And uh, we are planning to record, I think, our first little Patreon poppery, uh, hopefully tomorrow. So if you're contributing there, look for that to drop. We're going to be giving a lot more content coming that way. So, you know, come hang out with us, folks. We want to hang out with you. Um, until that point, you know. I don't have anything else to say, buddy. You got anything else? No, I I just really appreciate everybody who listens. I do too, man. And is giving me, uh, personally me, I know I am new to this show, but I really have been getting a lot of people reaching out to me and saying how much they are enjoying hearing me on the show. And so I really do want to extend my appreciation and thanks to everybody um, for welcoming welcoming me into this, uh, this community and this show uh, with open arms. You guys are all the best, and you guys who are listening are, you know, the reason the why we record. Too. Yeah. So And, uh, you know, I love our audience. I love you, Shiny Boy. God damn it. Love you too, dude. Uh, until that point, though, I am Kyle. I'm Sean. And uh, Sean, that audience we love so much, uh, why don't you tell <laughs> them what they can do? Yo, you boys. Yo, get this. Get this. Yeah, Listen, listen, listen. Pull up your headphones. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Bye, everybody.